0: Welcome to the Annihilate It podcast, a nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and mindset podcast created to inspire, motivate, and elevate listeners to be the best version of themselves. This podcast is for anyone looking to improve their health, expand their mind, and live life to its absolute fullest. I'm your host, Alex. Now let's get started. everyone. I am feeling so energized right now, which is a good thing, I guess, because today's discussion is all about energy. Now, when I say all about energy, I genuinely mean we are breaking energy down and talking about how it influences every area of your life. So first I want to define energy. Energy is the strength and vitality required for sustained physical or mental activity. In other words, it's the ability to do work, Now, the law of conservation of energy states that energy can be converted in form, but not created or destroyed. This is always important to remember, but it's worth keeping in mind as we discuss energy and health. So energy cannot be created or destroyed, it can only be converted. Be weary of anyone who claims they have products or services that will create energy for you out of thin air. All right, let's dive into how energy and nutrition relate. So I'm going to guess that most of you have heard of calories. A calorie is a unit of measurement. A large calorie, AKA a food calorie or a kilogram calorie was originally defined as the amount of heat needed to raise the temperature of one kilogram of water by one degree Celsius or one Kelvin. So a small calorie or gram calorie is defined as the amount of heat needed to cause the same increase in one gram of water. So one large calorie is equal to a thousand small calories. Now, a large calorie is generally used in publications and package labels to express the energy value of foods uh, per serving or per weight. So that's how we're going to look at food calories. And so to summarize, a calorie is a unit of measurement, and it is most commonly used to express food energy, namely the specific energy of metabolizing different types of foods. So for example, there are fats or lipids, which contain nine calories per gram, while carbohydrates, like sugar and starch, and protein contain four calories per gram. Alcohol and food contains seven calories uh, per gram. So we typically use calories to express recommended nutritional intake or consumption, as in, you know, calories consumed per day. So right away, we know that calories measure the amount of energy our bodies take in through the nutrients we eat. And all calories are made up of nutrients. Nutrients the body uses in large quantities are known as macronutrients. Again, these are protein, carbohydrates, and dietary fats. Nutrients the body uses in smaller quantities are known as micronutrients, and these are going to be your vitamins and minerals. Every person, every body requires a certain amount of energy or calories to function optimally. Now we call this whole entire process metabolism metabolism refers to the process by which your body converts calories from food into energy it can use. When your metabolism is thriving and functioning optimally across the board, you feel good. And by good, I mean you might feel positive, energetic, able to rest when needed, clear cognitive functions, right? No brain fog, etc. But when your metabolism is not functioning optimally, a vast array of issues could arise. You may experience poor sleep, Lack of energy, dramatic mood shifts, or an inability to regulate your emotions, impaired cognitive functions, increased stress, uh, the inability to lose weight, or you might even gain weight. And so therefore, when we think about energy and nutrition, we want to find the proper balance that helps us live the lifestyle of our choosing while also providing our bodies with the proper nutrients that it needs. A really simplified way of looking at calories and metabolism is to liken it to a car. When you drive your car, the car requires fuel or energy to get from point A to point B. And the fuel or energy comes in the form of gas, right? But gas isn't the only thing your car needs to run properly. It needs regular maintenance. It needs tires full of air. It needs a working engine and many other components that actually keep the whole thing running smoothly. So gas is the energy, but everything else your car needs to run is basically your car's metabolism and your body works really similarly. You need energy in the form of food to survive and for your body to convert energy, or I'm sorry, for your body to convert food into energy properly, your metabolism needs to be taken care of. In other words, you need to be getting adequate sleep, minimizing stress, regulating your emotions, recovering properly, and getting in regular movement. Now remember how i started this episode emphasizing that based on the laws of thermodynamics energy cannot be created or destroyed it can only be converted or transferred that's because it's important we refer to this um, as energy balance and as it relates to simple nutrition our energy balance is determined by the amount of calories consumed or calories in versus the calories expended or calories out now on the surface this is very simple to understand If you consume more calories than you burn, you are taking in more energy than your body can use. So it will store the energy it can't use right away and you will experience weight gain. Now, if you consume fewer calories than you are burning, you're taking in less energy than your body needs and you'll lose weight. If you use or burn the same amount of energy you take in or consume through food and drink, then your weight will stay the same. So it's simple enough But it's worth noting that a metabolism that isn't functioning properly is going to struggle with energy balance. In essence, nutrition is not only about the foods and nutrients we are consuming. Remember the car analogy? It's not just about the gas that you use. It's about how effectively your metabolism is converting calories into energy that your body can use. And so in the car analogy, this looks like those regular tune-ups and taking the car into the shop when the check engine light comes on. We we just went over a lot of information and I know it was all science-based, but I do think it's truly important to understand energy balance before diving into all the other components of nutrition and health that we will talk about together in future episodes. So let's take a quick water break before we dive into energy and fitness. Welcome back. We were just talking about how energy relates to nutrition and now I would like to bring fitness into the equation. Exercise and daily movement fall under the energy expenditure umbrella. So when it comes to energy balance, movement is one of the ways we expend or use energy. And it's sort of a cycle here. When the body has energy, it is more likely to use energy. So the more active you are, the more calories you burn. And the more calories you burn, the more calories or energy you need to keep up the activity. If you aren't very active, however, your body downregulates its energy expenditure, and that just means it uses less energy to function the same way because it simply doesn't need as much energy to get by. As mentioned before, if you consume the same number of calories that you burn, that is your energy balance is equal parts in and out, you are in a weight maintenance zone. So you are maintaining your energy in versus energy out, and the scale is staying the same. It's not going up consistently or down consistently. The energy you need to maintain is referred to as your Total Daily Energy Expenditure, or TDEE. Your TDEE takes into account how much energy you use to get through your normal routine, so it factors in your energy output from your exercise schedule and your daily movement patterns. So, For example, if someone works out 4 times a week for an hour per session, And their maintenance level of calories the number or the amount of energy they need to stay the same weight is let's say 2000 calories the body has adapted to this it knows it needs to get through all its regular functions and also work out four times a week and it knows that that's about 2000 calories a day so it factors that activity into its daily energy expenditure so, the person in our example, they do not need to consume a bunch of extra calories because they work out. They don't need to quote, treat themselves or eat more calories because they burned them off in the gym. I deserve them, right? You've probably heard that before. This person should still stay within roughly 14,000 calories for the week in order to maintain their weight. So, that's an average of 2,000 calories per day. If they eat their usual, 2000 calories every single day, and then they eat a bunch more on the days that they work out, they're going to be in a surplus of calories. So they are consuming more than they're burning and they're going to gain weight. Now that doesn't mean weight gain is a bad thing. Maybe this person is trying to gain weight in the form of muscle, right? So they'd want to be in a surplus. But if they aren't trying to gain muscle or fat and the scale is going up, then they would need to bring themselves back down to their maintenance calories. And they would do this by not eating the extra food just because they worked out. So this is true, even if you don't track calories, because remember a calorie is just a unit of measurement. It's how we measure the fuel that we are putting in our body. We need calories, we need energy, we need fuel. We just want to make sure it's balanced in a way that leaves us feeling our best and able to reach our goals. So now I want to reframe the energy and fitness example a little bit for those who don't like the idea of tracking calories or thinking about specific numbers. So remember how I mentioned that the body regulates itself? It likes routine, right? So it's going to adapt to your general routine. That is the energy you bring in via food and the energy you expend with your activity level. If you have a sedentary job and you never exercise or walk, you have a relatively low energy expenditure. Now, if all of a sudden you start working out five days a week for 30 minutes or more, you're walking 10,000 steps a day before work with your best friend, your energy expenditure drastically increases. So this means your body is going to go, holy shit, I require a lot more energy to carry out these functions. And it's going to tell you that by signaling your hunger cues, you'll feel hungrier. And if you are trying to maintain your weight and fuel your new activity, you will likely need to start eating a little bit more food to make up for the energy that your body needs to carry out this new activity. However, if you're trying to lose weight, the new activity is going to put you in a deficit. So you'll be using more energy than you are consuming and your body, uh, you'll lose body weight. So the whole important takeaway here is that your body requires fuel to carry out everything from its most basic functions, like your lungs beating, your heart pumping, your eyes blinking to its most intense functions, like running a marathon or climbing a mountain or giving birth. And getting enough energy to fuel your lifestyle is really, really, really important. Now, that being said, if your energy in versus energy out isn't balanced, you may notice some weight gain or loss. Um, fitness plays an important role in energy expenditure, but we don't burn as many calories as we think we do when it comes to working out. And in fact, exercise trackers like the watch that you're wearing or the exercise machines can be anywhere from 20 to 70% inaccurate when it comes to measuring calories burned. And that is such a large room for error that the data is honestly just best left ignored. You can tell how your energy is balancing based on how you feel, how your clothes fit, and the data on the scale if you choose to track it. So you don't need to go to the gym as punishment to burn a bunch of calories because you don't know how many calories you're burning. And again, you don't need to see that number on the machine and then go, oh, I can totally go eat this food that's this exact same number of calories. You could totally eat that food. It's okay to have calories, but by eating it back like that, um, you're just adding more calories so if you count them just know that that number is like factored in you don't need to eat more because you exercise but again the way you're going to to track all of this to know if you are in maintenance and you you want to be there that's your goal you're going to track that based on how you feel how your clothes fit and the scale if you use that um fuel like calories they shouldn't be ignored like they're a necessary part of survival they're they're necessary for survival and an optimal function for your body but just like a car might notice a difference between regular gas and premium gas your body also kind of feels the difference between various energy sources so in other words the more nutrient-dense foods you eat the higher quality fuel you're putting in your body, right? The more that you exercise, the more that you are getting those health benefits from exercise and also ensuring that you are expending energy. So it's a cycle and both things support one another. And we will definitely talk about types of fuel that you can um, put in your body, types of nutrients in another episode. So your body is very, very smart. It wants to keep you alive. It will always try to communicate with you about the amount of fuel it needs if you can just learn how to listen to it. All right. I honestly think this might be a great place to wrap it up as this kind of gives us a foundation to jump off in the future. So everything is made up of energy, which can neither be created nor destroyed, only transferred or converted. So everything from what you eat to how you move influences your energy balance and how energy is converted and transferred and used within your body. The goal is to figure out what amount of energy your body personally needs to function optimally or run smoothly, right? Like a brand new car and then learn how to feel it appropriately. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today. Talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the annihilated podcast. If you liked this episode, please be sure to comment, leave a review, share it with your friends, or consider making a small donation. I would absolutely love to hear your thoughts and feedback. So don't hesitate to reach out. Now go out there and annihilate it.